Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we'll be talking about actionable tips to boost confidence and some things that you can apply today right after this episode in order to grow and build confidence and alleviate any feelings of imposter syndrome. Now, as a quick side note, there is a free recording in the show notes of this episode that will help you kick imposter syndrome out of your mind directly at the subconscious level. And since confidence and imposter syndrome often go together, uh, listening to that recording will really help you bring a lot of peace in your mind as well as reduce imposter syndrome, increase confidence and increase your sense of self-worth, which they all go together. So today, in a nutshell, so you get an idea of what we'll be discussing to boost our confidence, we will be talking about keeping the promises we make to ourselves as one of the easiest and fastest ways to boost confidence. Uh, How experiencing small wins in any area can also help you with your confidence. Basically, unfollowing accounts uh, or people online that reduce your confidence never ever listening to our thoughts when we are in a funk as the quality of our thoughts basically equals the quality of our emotional state of being and the only thing that we can think of when we're not feeling good or when we are tired is trash so let's not listen to that hang out with people who support you and actually give you energy rather than pump your energy and lastly don't let anything mean anything that you don't want it to mean So coming back to your very first point, keeping the promises you make to yourself. So simple, yet so powerful. So how many times do we make a to-do list, for example, of the things we wish to accomplish during the week, whether that's for a business, you know, in our life, in the house, with the kids, or for our job, or if you are, you know, you are a student, things that you would like to to revise or learn or, you know, whatever, doesn't matter. So what usually happens is that on Sunday or any day really, we come up with a to-do list, right? A list, a list of things that we wish to accomplish during the next week or days or month. And what we usually do is assume that we're going to be very productive and write down a to-do list that it can only be accomplished in the best case scenario. So if nothing unexpected happens, if we are very driven, productive, if our mind is clear, if we've had enough sleep, blah, blah. So we'll have a to-do list with, you know, reorganizing the entire pantry, cleaning the home, changing the winter clothes to the summer clothes if you live in a country that has seasons, uh, working out four times a week and trying that new video of yoga or meditation and all of these things about the business of you know creating content for the rest of the month or updating the entire website the list goes on what happens when we arrive at the end of the week or month or day it's that very often we actually don't do everything that was on that list and more likely than not we only did a very few items on that list and how do we feel 
when that happens? How do we feel when we said we were going to work out today and we don't? Or when we said that we were going to finish a specific book by the end of the month and we haven't even started it? Or when we promise to ourselves that we will be journaling at least a few times a week and we end up not journaling? Well, we feel like a failure, we feel frustrated, disappointed in ourselves, and we have damaging damaging thoughts such as you never do what you're going to say that you do, it wasn't that hard, you procrastinated, you spent too much time, you know, on social media instead of doing some self-care self-care or doing, you know, what actually moves the needle forward. You are a failure, that was stupid, you're not disciplined, you're not motivated, other people have their lives together and you don't, blah, 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 which affects our confidence greatly, affects our mood, affects our vibe, affects our self-image, our sense of self-worth, and we kind of have this, this image of ourselves of this undriven or unmotivated, sometimes lazy, couch potato who can't do anything he or she said that you know we're going to do now a very easy way to alleviate that problem is to reduce the size of your to-do list even if it has to be ridiculously small so be it because the feeling you will feel when you actually do everything that is on that to-do list is amazing believe me And starting small and starting with achievable things is going to make the entire journey so much easier as we don't burden our mind with what seems to be undoable if we had more things. When we set very easily achievable objectives, not only are we looking forward to doing those things as we know it's going to be pretty easy, and we will still feel good and proud of ourselves once it's done. And it's way easier to start with baby steps or one step at a time rather than you know looking back on a one or two or three past months and saying well I you know I didn't do what I wanted to do I'm disappointed now is the day where things get back on track and I'm going to do all of these things basically going from zero to 100 overnight or over week which very rarely uh, results in a positive outcome or very results in success as we are expecting too much of ourselves. We wouldn't expect a kid to, you know, learn how to walk within a, a day or a week. So why do we expect us to go from zero to a hundred, especially if we had a not so great phase? It just doesn't make any sense. So less is more small and smart to-do list or things, you know, that you wish to get done throughout the week. And once you see that you actually do all of the things you said you were going to do, If you wish and if it's realistic, you can start to add some of these things. So let's not go into working out five times a week if we haven't worked out at all these past six months. Let's start with once or twice a week. And then if we can sustain up, if we want to, we can increase that. Let's not, you know, set the objective of redoing the entire website within a week. Let's start with maybe one page or one section of a long page so we are sure that we can actually achieve that. Tip number two, experiencing small wins in any area of your life will boost your confidence. So the great thing about building confidence Um, for example, in our career or in our business or in the office, does not require us to experience wins in the office only. So let me give you a concrete example. I am someone whose mood is very positively affected when I do cardiovascular activity. 
right? And sometimes I, I wish it wasn't the case, but that's the case. So when I do kickboxing, when I go surfing, when I go skiing, any kind of sport or, you know, hiking that requires me to, to use my muscles and kind of be out of breath, I'm always, always, always in a better mood after I have done that. So it impacts me very positively. And if I can stay consistent with it, and you know, as I train or practice in whatever sport I'm doing at the moment, whether that's weightlifting or kickboxing, as I get better, it significantly improves my confidence because I'm like, hey, game on. You know, one month ago, I couldn't do this many push-ups and now I can. Or one month ago, I would get, you know, out of breath hiking after one or two hours and now I can do three or whatever that might be. Or, you know, yoga, couldn't do that pose and now I can. Or Pilates or whatever you choose. And having that boost of confidence and feeling good about yourself and what you are achieving, even if you're doing in a re recreational way, right? Your hobby or your sport doesn't need to be a competition, but experiencing small successes and seeing a positive evolution or feeling the benefits that whatever you're doing or having on your mental and physical health will boost your confidence in other areas of your life. I feel way more confident, you know, in my business when I'm proud of myself, when I'm consistently doing, you know, I've been consistently doing kickboxing for a few months and building my strength because then I have this energy that's like, hey, if I can do this, I can do anything else. It just takes a bit of consistency and practice. So it has extremely positive spillover effects on my business, meaning that to build my confidence in my business, I don't need, I don't even need, you know, to get more clients, make more money or have a big launch confidence in an area in an other area of my life will do the job so pick any area of your life and that can be gardening it can be any type of hobby you do with or without people or cooking it really doesn't matter but find something that boosts your mood and confidence and see the magic happen in your business now third tip that is simple and super significant. Unfollow any account that is making you doubt or question yourself or making you feel not good enough or any account or person that you are comparing yourself to in an unhealthy way. Now, that doesn't mean that we are jealous. It doesn't mean that we don't like them. It doesn't mean that we feel they're stupid or arrogant or anything along those lines. It's just, you know, having healthy boundaries with ourselves and being aware enough to acknowledge and realize that sometimes looking at what other people are doing when we are in a not so great confidence phase is actually way more damaging than it is going to help us in any way. So we can, you know, mute their account for a while, uh, not look at what they're doing if it only triggers self-doubt, questions, procrastination and not feeling good enough. And that's, you know, a personal responsibility that we need to take and things that we need to do. I did that a lot in my earlier stages of my business when I would look at other accounts and see, you know, oh, they've grown that many followers and here I am and my account is not growing. Or I would compare my prices with theirs. Or I would look at what they were launching and wondering if I should be launching that too because it was working for them. And it was completely pulling me away from my intuition, my own alignment, what I wanted to do or not do and how I wanted to serve my people. So I just stopped following those accounts and the effects were immediate. I felt much better. Um, tip number four is never ever listen to your thoughts when you are either sleep deprived, mentally or physically, you know, exhausted or you have some sort of ailment 
or going through a rough time in general, or it's the end of the day, you have not had the greatest day ever, and the quality of our thoughts equals, you know, the quality of our emotional state. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about this, so I recommend one of his books or, you know, just watching some of his YouTube videos if you wish to further investigate this specific matter. But basically, we need to understand that when we are sad for whatever reason, maybe we watch a sad movie, we are triggering a specific neurological pathway and our body is releasing specific chemicals, you know, associated with that emotion of sadness. And when those things happen both in our body and in our mind, it is difficult to think thoughts that are not in the same vibe or energy. That's kind of a fact. It's really hard to feel extremely happy thoughts when we're grieving. Sounds pretty obvious, right? Just in the same way that it's hard to feel very grateful when we are extremely frustrated about something right now. And in a similar fashion, it is difficult to feel very confident when we woke up feeling like shit because we are sleep deprived or, you know, we haven't been feeling well, etc, etc. And I have seen this so many times, not only in myself, but in so many clients where, you know, sometimes it just happens, it's full moon or I can't sleep that well. It's rare, but it does happen for two, three, four days in a row. And then I wake up in the morning feeling that I don't want to be posting. I don't want to record my podcast, which I absolutely love. Everything is annoying. I don't want Zoom calls. I don't want to take care of this business. And I'll have to do this for the rest of my life. And it's difficult and it's challenging and blah, 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 blah. Only stupid, disempowering, negative thoughts and Thinking of anything business related in that moment is going to be a disaster. So I just acknowledge that my emotional state of being is just not where it needs to be in order for me to be able to objectively think about anything, whether that's business related or anything else really. And I choose, I take personal responsibility not to think about business related things uh, or anything you know that might trigger me or something I'm working on or uh, working on healing as it's just not going to be a good outcome. Instead, you know, I will go for a walk, I'll play with my cat, I'll watch something on YouTube or Netflix, I'll see friends but do something that will just keep my mind off things and sure enough you just get a good night of sleep or you just, you know, kind of embrace the suck and go through that tough phase, which we all have, or, you know, watch a bit too much of Pinterest or YouTube or whatever. And once you are on the other side, you notice that a bunch of those, those disempowering or not confident thoughts you used to have a few days or a few weeks ago are actually gone. They're simply gone and you didn't even have to do anything about them. They are gone. Now, tip number five Try not to hang out with people who make you doubt or don't understand, you know, your goals, your vision, your business, or don't empower you in general. Uh, there is, you know, this very popular saying that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with, which, you know, is true to a large extent, but not only. You can also hang out, you know, with virtual people or be inspired by people online if you don't have, you know, those people in your immediate environment and that works too. But I digress. When we hang out with people, a very good indicator of whether or not you feel that they are supportive or are positively, you know, impacting you is do you feel more or less energy 
once you've seen them. So do you feel exhausted after you've seen some people? Or do you feel not as good? Uh, You know, your mood is lower, you feel not good enough, or you, you notice that you doubt more after you've seen them than before you've seen them. And if that's the case, to the extent um, to which that's possible, set boundaries, try not to see them peacefully, you know, take distance from such people, or if you know it's family members or people that you just can't not see, uh, try to be very clear voicing boundaries and... It's not an easy conversation, but it will help you immensely. So what I see often is in my clients is family members or friends who just don't understand their business or how an online business works. And they tell them, well, don't you want to get a real job? Or, you know, six or 12 months in, they ask them, well, you were making more when you were at your nine to five. So what's the point of even doing this? Or when are you going to get your first client? Or I feel that you've been working so hard, but you're not seeing any results okay, cool, like, thanks, that's not really helpful, right? And while some of them, you know, might really care about you and want to help you with their unnecessary and unsupportive comments, the end result is that they're making you doubt and making you feel like shit. And we we do not claim that energy. So if you feel that that's something you can do, even if it's uncomfortable, having a, you know, very short and honest conversation with them saying, listen, this is what I want to be doing, Uh, Right now, in this period in my life, this is what I want to focus my time and energy on. It's what makes me fulfilled. And I understand that you might, you know, not get it and you don't need to. But I ask you to respect me as your friend or family member and not ask me these questions as they make me feel bad. And if that person really cares about you, they wouldn't do or say anything that is making you feel bad and if they don't really care about you or too self-centered or just don't have the emotional intelligence not to do stuff like that stop seeing them or be very clear that if they insist on bringing such matters up in your time together that you will no longer be seeing them as it is not you know a positive addition to your friendship or relationship and that you would never you know wants to feel make a friend or family member feel that way so tough conversations but it needs to be done I have peacefully let go of a few people who just you know don't support me or don't see my vision or who just drain the energy out of me once I see them and that is fine some people are for a lifetime and some people that we meet are for a few chapters of our life And it doesn't mean that they're bad or that we are bad. It's just something that happens in life. And last but not least, don't let anything mean anything that you don't want it to mean. So what do I mean? (laughs) Let's say, classic example, we apply to a job and don't get it, right? Or we launch a program and we don't have as many people signing up or, or any people signing up and voila, doesn't feel good. Now, the facts is I did not get the job or I did not get as many people as I expected for that launch. But now the meaning or the emotional aspect of it or the subjective thing about those neutral circumstances is if we don't get the job is thinking stuff like, well, I'm not good enough or I'm underqualified or they didn't like me or, you know, I effed up during the interview and it's all my fault or 
I always knew I wasn't smart enough or, you know, it's only for other people but not me. And same goes with the launch. Oh, people don't like my program or I just can't launch or I'm not destined to do this as the universe is telling me, you know, that clients don't want me. And all of these thoughts that come into our mind, basically the meaning that we associate to neutral circumstances going to determine our confidence and the quality of our life in general. So if I say, oh, I flopped my launch, you know, didn't go as planned, it's because no one wants me or no one wants my program or I just got lucky when I made money in 2020, but that is over for 2021 or 2022. That is not true. It's just the meaning that, you know, I'm putting on that event. The thing is that now that that's the meaning I associate with that, the emotions it's going to trigger are going to be pretty negative and not empowering. And now it's going to turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy where I'm going to be afraid of launching again. or I'm going to be afraid of applying to another job as I feel it's a problem with me rather than something else. You know, maybe it wasn't the right job. Maybe the universe was like, no, something better is waiting for you. We're not going to give you that. Maybe the launch could not work so we had to learn a few things and have an extraordinary launch next time around we don't know but as long as we associate or assign disempowering thoughts feelings and meanings over kind of like objectively neutral circumstances it's going to really impact our confidence in a very negative way so the healthier thing to do is try to see it as a neutral event accepting that sometimes we do not have answers to our questions that we don't understand why it didn't happen as expected but the universe knows and the universe has the greater plan and you know trusting that everything happens for us not to us and that uh, everything happens for the right reason and maybe we had things that we needed to learn or understand in order to ultimately manifest what is on our vision board in a longer term perspective right kind of acknowledging that whatever happened needed to happen in this moment in order for us to evolve positively or in the direction we want to involve with and basically you know taking the lessons you need to learn I had a very flopped launch uh, beginning of 2020 my very first launch and there was definitely things that I did wrong or that weren't optimal or that could have been done differently in order to get better results so I just learned everything I could learn from it I launched again three months later and I made 25k but if I had said oh my god it's a sign that I can't launch and something is wrong with me and no one likes my product and this is over I would have never launched again and I would have never kick-started my business that way so this was it for today I hope that you absolutely loved <laughs> this podcast episode. Sometimes the easiest or most kind of like the things we don't necessarily think of, like keeping the promises we make to ourselves or not bullying ourselves with shitty thoughts when we are sleep deprived are the most efficient when it comes to building or boosting our self-confidence and improving our self-worth and self-image. So share this with a friend if you feel that someone could benefit from it. I would absolutely love this. It would be so amazing and I would be so grateful. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you, the Abundance Hypnosis Recording. 
It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance and clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.